0: In Florida Agon Review for the week of October 1st, there was big news for specialty crops. Well, USDA has announced two programs geared for specialty crop producers this week, the first of which is $46 million for specialty crop research and initiative grants, $9 million of which will go to the Citrus Research and Development Foundation in Lake Alfred, Florida to work on eliminating citrus greening. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says the goal of the second program is to provide additional economic opportunities for specialty crop growers. Under
1: the specialty crop block grant, uh, we actually announced 749 initiatives uh, in all 50 states and four territories. Uh, distributing roughly $55 million among those projects.
0: The overall focus?
1: Encouraging better and uh, more sustainable agricultural practices, support for beginning farmers, marketing assistance, and also helping to finance processing facilities as well as storage and distribution facilities.
0: And Sack says $2.5 million is for beginner farmer and rancher programs.
1: $5 million uh, will be uh, provided uh, throughout the state's to encourage better agricultural practices and good handling practices. And up to $7 million uh, will be used uh, for direct marketing opportunities.
0: And of the total funding, the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services will receive nearly $4.5 million to carry out 24 projects. For a complete list of the awards and their objectives, visit ams.usda.gov or just log on to our website at southeastagnet.com where we will have a story and a direct link. And speaking of specialty crops, we have This regarding the ongoing tomato saga. Well, in our previous report, we gave an update on where the quest to end the 16-year suspension agreement between the U.S. and Mexican tomato industry currently stands. As Reggie Brown, executive director of the Florida Tomato Exchange, told us that the Commerce Department has posted a preliminary review to support domestic withdrawal from the 96 case. As for when we might get a final decision, Brown says the Commerce Department is still within its time frame for accepting further evidence and rebuttals.
1: The Commerce Department has up to as much as 270 days from the I believe it was the 22nd of August to rule finally on the change of circumstance review that's currently at play. Uh, hopefully Commerce will not take that long to do that. Uh, we're we're optimistic that it will take place in a shorter time frame.
0: As for the best case scenario for our Florida growers, Brown says,
1: we're looking for a situation that will allow for free and fair trade to take place in tomatoes within the North American marketplace. Uh, that is our ultimate goal, and we believe that it is achievable if, in fact, uh, we get the opportunity to withdraw from this case and move forward into the future.
0: So, of course, stay tuned and log on to southeastagnet.com as we will keep you apprised of this ongoing issue. And with news from the Beef Ambassador Contest, Randall Wiseman had this.
1: This past weekend in Sacramento, California, the 2013 National Beef Ambassador Contest took place, and while Alex Lucas from Lake County, Florida, did not place in one of the top five spots, she did note the competition was amazing for her.
2: I have been so thankful for the opportunity to be out here to meet all of the people, to learn so much. I have 22 new best friends. All the Beef Ambassadors are really great, and I just had a great opportunity to come here and network and learn for our state competition and what to do and to kind of mentor our next contestant.
1: And it's something she wants to keep doing.
2: I love this. I love supporting our industry and letting people know what our industry is about. Um, you know, getting that grassroots out there. Um, as far as career-wise, I would eventually like to become a veterinarian and work for a processing facility, being the on-site veterinary inspector, but I also hope to continue what I'm doing here today. As an advocate for the industry and just telling people that, you know, this is our community. This is what we do. I was raised in this, and I... I am going to have this my entire life.
1: And when it comes to the Beef Checkoff, which supports the National Beef Ambassador Competition, Alex said it's a great program.
2: It's awesome. It funds part of what we do, and it funds programs like this around the state and around the nation as well. Um, All the people that work for the Beef Checkoff, I just have to say thank you to all of them because they're great. If it weren't for them, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing here today. We wouldn't have these programs in place, and it's it's really a great opportunity for kids like me. Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. But it's really a good opportunity for kids like me, and I am so thankful for everything that they've done.
1: That again was Alex Lucas, the Florida State winner after competing in the senior division at the National Beef Ambassador Contest. For more information, go to their website at nationalbeefambassador.org.
0: And we will wrap up for this week with some thoughts on the apocalypse. Well, consumers may be concerned about reports in the press regarding a pending aporkalypse, a shortage of pork, or more specifically, bacon. And while USDA livestock analyst Shale Shagum admits that...
2: Bacon
1: is in strong demand right now.
0: He adds whether or not the disappointing corn harvest in the U.S. and Europe, as well as some regulatory issues in countries such as Britain, will bring an actual bacon shortage all depends on...
1: How you define the word shortage.
0: As Shagum says, it's really in the hands of the individual producers.
1: It will depend on the financial condition of some of the producers before grain prices went up. It will depend on how long some of those producers think the high grain prices are going to last. That will determine, to some extent, uh, whether producers cut back or how far they cut back or if they cut back.
0: But Shagum notes that no doubt the higher feed prices will have some impact.
1: There will be less pork produced. There will be fewer hogs slaughtered, which implies that there will be fewer pork bellies, which is what you produce bacon out of.
0: And as we started September remember there were 9% less pork bellies in cold stores in the U.S. compared to a year ago, but USDA is forecasting only a 1.3% decline in overall U.S. pork production next year, which is expected to lead to about 3% increase in retail pork prices in 2013. Which Shagum says may keep some shoppers away and in turn help prevent a true shortage. So Shagum says while there will most likely be less bacon at the grocery store this next coming year,
1: it's hard to characterize it as a shortage.
0: And remember, you can find these stories along with all the Week Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's Podcast.